Hello and welcome back and thank you for joining me to another episode of the Change and Evolve Letter with another special issue, number 33, Book Burnings. There are two things in my life that I can't do without or, well, I can, but I just don't want to. And one of them is music, something I have, <laughs> I have loved since I can remember, and books, which I have truly loved since I was about 12 years old. I discovered my, my love for poetry at the age of eight, but I didn't honestly enjoy reading books. I prefer to be outdoors with friends, building dams, climbing trees, occasionally falling off them, riding bikes and doing anything else where you can scrape your knees. And on a side note, I really had this incredible talent of tearing every brand new pair of trousers at the knees. And that was before it was fashionable. So I really was a trendsetter at the, at the tender age of four. Well, that, but that was the reason why all my trousers had patches at the knees. But back to books. My aunt gave me a book for my, and I don't quite remember, I think it was 10th or 11th birthday. And it was a really, really big book with so many pages. It was Momo by Michael Ende. And I was, I was deeply, deeply disappointed and never touched it or even opened the book. My only thought was a book, how incredibly boring. Don't get me wrong, I always loved it when someone read to me, which did not have happen very often when I grew up, but I still love it. But what 10-year-old has the leisure to sit down with a book when, when there's an incredible world waiting to be discovered outside? But at one point I got sick and... Um, I actually had to stay in bed for a while and that was even that was even more boring. So one evening the boredom was so overwhelming that I I actually picked up this book and started reading. And I didn't put it down until I had read the very last page. And I can't exactly remember how long I was reading but it must have been something about something like two days and nights certainly. Of course I dozed off in between. And my love for books was kindled. And since I didn't really have a lot of books because it just didn't interest me before that, I grabbed pretty much everything that was available in our house, which was fortunately quite a lot. So the little hobbit followed and then, of course, the Lord of the Rings. And I started devouring books. I quickly ended up with, with Hermann Hesse and Erich Maria Remarque. So long story short, books became an essential part of my life. And one thing I was never capable of doing that was to throw even a single book away because it always seemed like an absolute sacrilege. I gave books away or I stored them in many, many boxes and my cellar of shame is the best proof of that. And I have mentioned the censorship of fairy tales in my letter about political correctness. You just have to click on the link. Um, and that was triggered by an Instagram post a while back. But now in Germany, children's books have been taken off the shelf. And to me, this feels like book burnings. And here is what happened. 
Debate about Winnetou. Ravensburger takes books off sale. The Ravensburger Publishing House takes two books on the new Winnetou film off the market after accusations of racism. This causes a heated discussion. For many people in Germany and around the world, Apache Chief Winnetou is a noble hero of childhood. In the novels of author Karl May and in several film adaptations, the Indian experienced great adventures in the Wild West. The cult around the fictional character continues to this day. Recently, Der junge Häuptling Winnetou, The Young Chief Winnetou, a new film for children was released and now it's causing quite a stir in the social networks. After negative feedback and accusations of racism, the Ravensburger Publishing House is now taking action. It is taking two books and other articles accompanying the film off the market. Completely exaggerated or justified? Discussion about Winnetou. Ravensburger takes books off the market. On Instagram, among other places, Ravensburger Verlag announces, We have been following the many negative feedbacks about our book, The Young Chief Winnetou, and we have decided today to stop the delivery of the titles and take them out of the programme. It's an announcement to which many fans of the Apache have reacted angrily. They are now venting their anger freely online, but what exactly is this about? The negative feedback addressed by the Ravensburger Publishing House criticized that in the film and accordingly also in the books offered by Ravensburger, a romanticized image with many cliches was shown. This is no longer appropriate in view of the real history and the oppression of the indigenous population today. The fact that Ravensburger is now reacting directly to the criticism by recalling the books and fan articles is considered by many to be a very drastic step. Incidentally, incidentally, the film, The Young Chief Winnetou, was awarded the rating extraordinarily valuable by the Deutsche Film and Medienbewertung, the German film and media rating. A large part of the jury saw no problem with the film since Karl May had already written the originals from his imagination but never visited the Wild West himself. The adventure film would therefore be more of a fairy tale with its characters and settings. However, not all jury members saw it that way. Some were of the opinion that stories that ignore or and romanticize real events so much should no longer be made in this day and age. At this point, I would like to quote the 86-year-old well-known German comedian, actor, singer and cabaret artist, Didi Hallerford. I don't take these people seriously because I believe that God gave them brains too, but unfortunately forgot to enclose the instruction manual. Personally, this form of censorship seems to be the modern version of the book burnings of 19. 33. If it's not politically correct or suits the self-appointed moral apostles, delete it, censor it, drag it through the mud, or simply destroy it. But what I find truly interesting is that this morality only seems to work in one direction. To me, it is the, the classic double standard of the hypocrites. 
Take, for example, the very popular and even record-breaking Netflix series Bridgerton. If you haven't seen it, it is a series that's set in the 19th century of London and is supposed to depict the high society of London at the time. Amazingly, half of the nobility, including the Queen, are people of colour, something that never existed at the time and is hardly conceivable even today. You may think what you like about it, but it is not factually or historically correct, and one could even argue that it trivialises and romanticises the struggles and sufferings of the people of colour of the time. Personally, I don't care, because it's just, in this case, shallow entertainment. A kind of fairy tale, and that's okay. So please keep your hands off books. Keep them off beautiful and imaginative stories, fairy tales, novels, and especially my beloved poetry. And as a song of the day, I chose the song from two really talented guys from Brighton, Frankie Stu and Harvey Gunn, as an homage to my love to music. It's just music. So you can find this song and, of course, every other song from every change and evolve letter ever published on the Spotify playlist. It's just one click away. Enjoy it. Share it. Feel free. And my poem of the day is by the people's poet, Edgar Albert Guest, who lived from 1881 to 1959, who wrote this beautiful poem about books. Upon my shelf, they stand in rows, a city full of human souls, sages, philosophers, and drolls, good friends that everybody knows. The drunkard shoulders with a saint, there are great neighboring, the great are neighboring with the quaint, and they will greet me, one and all, at any hour I care to call. There's Dickens with his humble crew, that has no end of joy to give with all his people can live. By moving just a foot or two, should I choose to sail the sea, Stevenson there will pilot me, while jovial, lovable Mark Twain waits patiently my call again. Sometimes my friend drops in and looks my little sitting room around and, in a manner most profound, remarks, your shelves are lined with books. Not books, I say, but people wise and men to cling or to despise. Vast people cities, cities calm and still, for me to visit when I will. And as an impression, I chose this beautiful photo of this gorgeous little library that I had the pleasure to spend some time in, in Salzburg, Austria. As always, what's left is to wish you a beautiful day wherever you are. And please feel free to share and to comment. I look forward to it. Yours. Tanya.